Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back on Get Up on a very busy morning live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. You see the squad we've put together. We're delighted to have Andrew Hawkins in for the first time. And we have plenty of football conversation coming up. But while you were sleeping, you may have missed this. It is the story, perhaps to this point, of the entire NBA season. That is Draymond Green. And this is what he did last night to Yusuf Nurkic. That spinning hit there in a game the Warriors would ultimately lose to the Suns after Draymond was ejected with a flagrant two in this moment. It is Draymond's third ejection of the season. He will now await a league office review of the possibility of another. Let's hear from Draymond after the game. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir. Um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help, and I'm glad he not tried to choke me. But at the same time, it had nothing to do with basketball, man. Like. I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. All right, so lest you wonder what he's referring to, as you see Wendy gets up with us early this morning as well. Uh, It was just last month that Draymond Green was suspended five games for that choke hold he put uh, onto um, Rudy Gobert in that game. Here you see that moment there in which so many people were quite shocked by this, and then many were surprised that the suspension for this was only five games. Jay Williams and I among those who were surprised by that. And now this was only the sixth game back for Draymond Green after that suspension. And here's this. So again, we watch a lot of basketball. Jay Will, you played it at the highest levels. We see guys selling calls every night in the NBA. I don't know that we see anything that looks like that. What is your reaction? Uh, let's start with selling calls. Like that, that was not selling a call. Like there was nobody grabbing him or pulling him back. You watch the video evidence right there in replay in slow mo, and that was it. That was a random swing. That was an assault swing. Now look, I. It's really turning into a joke for me right now, Granny. And I don't know why we live in a world where everybody wants to run to the defense of Draymond Green. Nobody is questioning his basketball IQ. Nobody is questioning his overall championship resume. I am questioning his behavior because when you just get suspended four weeks ago, I'll give you another example. I lost my mom several months ago. Yeah. I was in an emotional state. I said something dumb on camera. Right. Okay. I'd have conversations with Jimmy Portaro, conversations with Burke Magnus, Dave Roberts, all of our bosses. Imagine me four weeks later going back on camera and saying something dumb again. I would lose my damn job. Mm -hmm. So to me, this shows me that Draymond Green lives in a world where he doesn't think there are any repercussions. There are no repercussions for his actions. He's going to get through it. He's going to be fine, especially when you have a condescending attitude in the postgame presser where you don't seem remorseful at all. So for me, that calls 15 to 20 games. And I'm going to say it again. 
Draymond Green has has a relationship with Joe Dumars where he's called him like a father figure. Mm -hmm. Okay? He's grew up in the Detroit locker room with the Pistons. Yeah. I get it. I think Joe Dumars needs to recuse himself, and I think the league needs to set a strong example that this type of behavior is inexcusable and does not need to be in the league. Lest anyone doesn't know what what he's referring to, Joe Dumars is, for lack of a better word, sort of the dean of discipline of the NBA, longtime Hall of Fame uh, Detroit Pistons player, and and now has all along had this relationship with Draymond and was the one who announced the five-game suspension. Something I've not yet asked you, Wendy, take us through the process. So you, you wake up this morning, you're Joe Dumars, you're Adam Silver, and anyone else who will be consulted in this. They'll see this. They're certainly aware of all the conversation that's happening on shows like this one. Take us through the process. What will happen now? Yeah, let's organize this into three things. One, you have Draymond's defense, which is that he didn't mean to hit him. The benefit of the doubt with Draymond Green has been retired. It was retired years ago. So you can, so he, that's going to be his defense. They'll talk to him today. He'll say that. I think they will disregard it. Two, you have what I have now coined the Draymond multiplier, and that is in the last two suspensions, and that's an amazing statement that you can reference the last two suspensions within the last calendar year, one in the playoffs last year when he stepped on Demata Sabonis, one when he choked Rudy Gobert earlier this season. Joe Dumars, both of those times on the record in the press release said this suspension was more severe because there was the, the, the of his past history. So... What then is the penalty for something like this? This is a flagrant two foul. He was ejected for a flagrant two foul. All flagrant two fouls would be reviewed by Joe Dumars and his team the day after. In this case, if this was John Smith, this is probably at least a one game suspension, maybe depending on the severity of the swing too. So the Draymond multiplier, my just guess would be what, three times? Even if that's pretty severe, that's, you know, three to five, six games. That's what it would be in a legal vacuum, in my opinion. I cannot predict what the league at Adam Silver might do to try to send a message. But if this was just in a presenting a cold case with the past history of the Draymond multiplier, that's what you'd be looking at. But there's one more thing I want to say. The biggest penalty here is to the Golden State Warriors. They are 2-5 and five this year in games where Draymond Green has either been ejected or suspended. Just in this game, Steve Kerr had made a major move. He had benched Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins in the third quarter of this game. He made Draymond Green his center. That's why he was guarding Nurkic in that moment. That's why he was hand-fighting with him, because he's desperate for this team. Down the stretch of the game, he benched Klay Thompson. This is a crucial point in this season for this team. And for Draymond to face another suspension is very hurtful. Absolutely. And and as Wendy has pointed out multiple times, this is a $400 million basketball team they've put together. We may be seeing the sputtering end of one of the great dynasties in the history of American sports. And for it to be coming to this sort of head at this moment with this player on some level, feels somewhat appropriate. Look, I, I'm a Big Ten fan, so I watched Draymond Green's entire college career. If you had told anyone when he was at Michigan State, this guy's going to make himself a Hall of Fame basketball player, they would never have believed you. I have the utmost respect for what this guy has done in his career. He has made himself into a truly great player, but this stuff cannot be condoned. Jamie, we just can't do it. The multiplier is perhaps the right way to put it. I, I used to cover Dennis Rodman when he was with the Bulls. Dennis Rodman lost the 
benefit of the doubt, and Draymond Green has done the same. And so, to me, the the, the NBA, I think, would be well within their rights to set some sort of brand-new precedent for this and let the union fight it if they want to. That's their job. That's what they're for. Let them do it, and I'm sure they will. And wherever it winds up, it winds up. Well, Andre Godala and the head of the NBA PA, they will fight it. Probably they will get it, you know, diminished to a degree. Uh, but I would, I would be very strong with this because I would set an example that we no longer enable this type of behavior. So uh, I, this is the kind of topic that everyone waking up across the country has a reaction to. And, and my entire football crew uh, has a reaction to it as well. So I'll just go around the group here and get thoughts. Again, I'll remind everyone that Dominique was the president of the NFL Players Association. You don't have to remind them. My, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what I'm about to say will remind them. that I'm, uh, But also that you also work for the NBA yeah, PA did, as well. I did. So the, I think what, it gets, what makes me nervous is when we let emotions get into our decision-making process. There should be a clear process. If the rule is you get suspended three times in a season, then you get 15 to 20 games, I'm fine with that. But let us follow the rules. Don't start reacting in a, in a situation right now to how you feel about a particular player or a particular person, because you are then ceding a lot of power to the league. And frankly, I don't trust him. I like Adam Silver. Great guy. Love to talk to him. Would love to hang out with him. However, I don't want him or anybody else to have that much control and power. We are in a place in the NFL where we have done that. And I'm warning the NBA to not allow themselves to fall. I understand. You've said that multiple times this morning, and you know how much respect I have for you. I would ask you this question. In a circumstance where you are dealing with an unprecedented situation, which to some degree this is, then how do you handle it? That's my point, is I don't think that it is unprecedented. If as long as the league and their players are comfortable with this change, that's fine. But I don't think this is unprecedented. I used this example from 2012 when Ron Artest is another player with a reputation. Threw an elbow that did not we look like We have the video. Here it is. Threw an elbow that did not look like a mistake. Caused a concussion for James Harden, and he got seven games. My argument is not that we, that we should not punish players for doing things like this. He deserved punishment for that. But this, to me, appears to be the precedent. A player with a history doing something like this, he got seven games for that. What Draymond Green did was less violent than that, and he's also a player with history. So maybe you're arguing that it should be higher now for him than let's go eight, let's go nine. But you talking 15-20, I think it's absurd. But history in the same season. Okay, right. that's history in the same calendar year. And that's just not history over the course of the career. And also, um, we were talking about this during the break, and it's a valid point. When do we start thinking about protecting other players instead of just the exactly. players? Well, that is a, it right. takes right. us exactly to Hawk here, because while right. it is not apples to apples, you were a teammate of Vontez Perfect mm-hmm. in the NFL, and there are at least some similarities here. Yeah, and that, that, that would be the question for me is, to Neek's point, like what the PA allows the league to do will set a precedent, whether they like it or not. And it's the PA's duty to protect and serve the players. The muddy area in the example you guys are giving, when I played with Vontez Burfick, it became a situation where he was hitting players a certain way. And when the, you know, they blew the whistle, he turned into a different guy. The PA had to decide, like, who are the players we're protecting? Because the other players that he's going against are also a part of that PA. And they're saying, yo, you can't let this guy continue to hit after the whistle. Go low, go at knees, hit us in the groin. And Vontez was an incredible guy. But when the lights turned on and the whistle blew, 
he turned into a different player that yeah. he could not control the way that he played. So that'll be the question that the PA has. Kmart, what, what is your? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I, I want to make it clear that I'm arguing for a process. Yes, That's agreed. all. Agreed. And the agreed. process protect not only protects the players, but it also protects Adam Silver because we find ourselves in a situation where we're all ridiculing Roger Goodell for not being punitive enough or being too punitive in certain situations because there's no clear process, there's no clear rules. So if Roger can point to uh, something in the bylaws that says this many penalties leads to this result, then that protects him. That protects Adam Silver going forward. I just think that processes are important and we can't let people let their emotions and biases get into and maybe y'all just trust people more than me. I don't trust Spoken like a true COO. No, I get it. Love process. What you're saying saying does make sense. I'm I'm not going to say what you're saying does not make sense. I do think a lot of people have a lot of an emotional reaction. Kmart, go. You're talking to a reformed goon. Um, of mm. her eighth grade girls basketball team. So, <laughs> I was like, hold up. You know, who was once called an animal by a parent for going for the ball, but I kind of got the girl's neck. So I understand emotions <laughs> getting the best of you. However, the best soundbite of that entire thing was him saying, I'm just glad he didn't choke me. Like, that's where we're at. I'm just glad he didn't choke me. This is not, Draymond, when I, I respect him as a player, but he is his own worst enemy because he is bringing this on himself. Right. We literally just had a conversation weeks ago about him choking a guy mm-hmm. and he was suspended. And I'm questioning the 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 privilege, the entitlement where he's just mm-hmm. sort of like and he was just sort of like laissez-faire like, you know, I'll apologize for things that I do that I meant, but you know, this like whoops. And and, and that is why I don't I don't understand how you can could defend Again, this because it's it's it, it's a repeat of offender situation. Right. I, and this is what I'm talking about processes. You don't want to get in a situation where defending defending individual players I hear because you. they do wrong things sometimes. You want to make sure that you preserve it because if you give them this power in the future, they will they will wield this sword against someone who does not deserve it. I know experience. Let, let me get Jeff's <laughs> yeah. final I, I, word on for the moment. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that for, for when you're talking about processes, you foresee a guy getting suspended three times in 31 days, right? I don't think you foresee a guy going and punching a fellow teammate in the face unprovoked, right? Like, I don't think you see... So at some point, it does become... Hey, this is an exclusive situation. What are we going to talk about? So now we have to set a process. I'm okay. good with that. But if you're saying that we can't, he's been fined two and a half billion dollars, that doesn't bother him. He got suspended five games, didn't bother him. Whatever. But at some point, you got to do enough that it does bother him. There because is not otherwise, enough. Jeff. Okay, but but let there me are some, you, not everybody thinks like because you. there are some people that can't be reached through punitive measures. I understand that. But what you're going to end up having is vigilante justice, right? Because some players are going to tolerate it to a level, and then there's going to be to her you of word, a goon on a team, go get him. That's you. So with, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm all about that action, boss. Right? Like, if that's what we got to be, that's what we, but that's my problem because now we're not protecting our game. Yeah. We're protect, and I think that, that to me, where, where, where I would be from the league is, listen, we're going to force guys to do something to protect their own pride. Yeah. We don't want to be in that business. Right, so everybody stay sure. close. Uh, we have phone calls into everyone this morning. As soon as there's any update, you'll hear it. Wendy, thank you. Stay close by. We'll have more from Wendy, more from Jay, and more on this as we go. In the meantime, There's also a potentially huge football story brewing. Are we approaching the end of the greatest era that any coach has ever had with any NFL franchise? Bill Belichick addressing the media practically as we speak. You'll hear what he says coming up. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. 
the same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Before we get on to other business here, hey, Kimberly Martin, uh, the game is called Dope or Nope. The fit on Cam Newton yesterday. What? what? No. What, what is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I don't know, but honestly... The outfit pales in comparison to the nonsense that he was actually talking about. So that, that is, that's... I actually think his, his nonsense is more defensible than that fit, personally. <laughs> I, I think that has something to do like Christmas. I think he got a little, like, ugly sweater thing going, like, intense. At least I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, I know that none of us know what's cool, but I'm, that I'm, is not. Fairly, I'm fairly certain that the kids ain't rocking that. Listen, you, you fishing for a compliment. You know what's cool. No, 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 no. no. I do be looking good. You got to be looking good. I'll say this. You know what I mean? My, my wife's asking me to go shop with you, so I, <laughs> I want to see Jeff Saturday in that. that oh, my gosh. That is my goal that. in life. All right. To the NFL conversation. Dallas, Dak Prescott, Cowboys. They've won five straight. Huge game this weekend against Buffalo. The Cowboys are 10-3. and three. They were 10-3 and three this time last year, too. But listen to what Jerry Jones says about why this is going to be different. What is your greatest reason for optimism that this year is going to be different? I really think that uh, uh, Dak playing uh, the way he's playing um, uh, in coordination with uh, what Mike's wanting uh, it to be on the offensive side of the ball, uh, they have a little different perspective when they're calling the plays on offense if they're the coordinator as well. And it's more complimentary. And I think we're getting the benefit of that. Andrew Hawkins, is he right? Is it different this year? And if so, why? Absolutely. It's completely different because the offense is taking it 
steps, leaps and bounds above where they were a year ago. And it's because Mike McCarthy and the way that he's deployed this West Coast offense. They came into the offseason. They caught it the Texas Coast because it was like a mix of what they were doing and the traditional West Coast. There is so much detail and so many nuances yep. that they've been able to implement as an offense that has allowed Dak Prescott to play loose. And that's not even just from last year. That's from the beginning of this season when they were still trying to figure it out and we were still questioning, can Dak take that next step? Well, now his approval ratings are higher than midday naps because <laughs> he is now playing with, 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 with looseness and he doesn't have all the pressure on him. Previously, he would have to roll out there and find the plays. So if he had a throw, it wasn't there. He forced it. It caused those turnovers. Now he knows there's answers to the test by staying within the system, mm. and he's now playing the best football we've seen in his career. Explain it, Jeff. For someone who, who doesn't know the intricacies of football yeah. the way you guys do, what is it that is different, and why is it making yeah, like, Dak so much yeah, better? Concept-driven versus precision-driven, right? Like you're seeing you know, execution unfold in front of you. So wherever that receiver is supposed to be, they are there now. Mm -hmm. So Dak can trust that and put the ball where it's supposed to be. The expectation of where someone is allows him to execute at a much higher level. There is no more confusion. You know, c compare this to like where where uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are, where receivers are running weird routes, not getting to where they're supposed to. The best in the world. He's clutching the ball. He's not delivering it. You see the confidence that everybody is playing with in Dallas, and it allows that offense to open up. I'm just telling you from a growth perspective for Dak, yeah. having this precise offense will unleash him and allow him to use all of his tools in, the, in his game. Hearing you guys talk and thinking about what we saw from them last year, because they were great on offense yeah. last year too, and seeing what we see from them this year, what I've noticed is last year it felt like there was they were game planning for every game specifically, where it's right. like, all right, we know where we're going to go. We know how we're going to attack this Concept, team, that's which, right. which is nice. It's a nice thing to do when you have a smart coach and a smart quarterback. But it's different when you have a team that is so good that you're like, we're going to do what we do. Mm -hmm. We are going to execute this with a level of precision that even if you know it's fine, you can't stop it. You think about how many post touchdowns have we seen Dak throw. That's they right. get to the high red, everybody knows they're running Dino double post that's and they right. can't stop it. That's and right. that's how that's about them being precise, Dak being accurate, yeah. those windows that he's that he's hitting. It's been really impressive for them so far this season. I think what we're seeing is a quarterback take that next step as far as trusting himself having ownership of, of the offense, but also this team giving him ownership of this offense. In the offseason, Mike McCarthy talked about how we know the defense is a strength of our team. We're going to cut down mistakes. We're going to be aggressive. But then they'd start off the season and you didn't see that. C.D. Lamb was like, where is he? Do they know that Brandon Cooks is on this team? I think it is the combination of Mike McCarthy having to say, okay, you know what? That wasn't working. Let's try this. And giving Dak the freedom to say, you're our franchise guy. Yeah. Now play like it, and we will win because of you. That is a much different message than what was being said. And let me say this. It, it, the thing that pre people don't probably give, like Dak is a brilliant QB, yes. right? He has yeah. got great football intelligence. And what, what Mike McCarthy's offense and, the and as this thing has evolved, the answers are built in. So if he can figure out what the coverage is or what they're trying to do on the back end, he knows which side of the field to relegate his reads through. I'm just telling you, it's speed 
speeds up the game so that protection becomes easier. The run game becomes easier because he sees when guys are going to drop in coverage. It allows him to put his intelligence and match it with this offense, and that's why you've seen the, 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 you know, the numbers produced the way they have. So we'll see if Buffalo is ready for the Dino double post this week because that clearly has been the play that has worked. All right, we're hey, still Dino. waiting on Bill Belichick hey. to speak. We'll hear from him at some point this morning. In the meantime, we'll get into Philadelphia. Is it time to panic after two straight blowouts? Are the Eagles in real trouble? We'll talk about that. Plus, it's pancake morning, and we've got a little appetizer. How about a crepe? for Mr. Saturday. Let's start out light right now, Greedy. We don't want to get too heavy early, but we're going down to Miami with Alec Ingold. And listen, this guy is coming in on motion and is going to make this thing get to the defensive end and put him on his back. Let me tell you how hard that is, y'all. He's going one way, stops, puts his foot in the ground, then has to block off the edge rusher who outweighs him probably by 15, 20 pounds. Guess what? It don't matter. Leverage always wins. Take that big man. Boom! Put him on back. (laughs) It's light. It's early. We're just getting the appetite going and flowing up. Let me tell you, them pancakes are coming out. Somebody will put put down. Smack, smack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Some people like the cake smack. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up at the bottom of the hour. And if you are just joining us while you were sleeping, we had an incident in the NBA involving Draymond Green. Again, here you see it. Uh, playing against Yusuf Nurkic in a game between the Warriors and Suns. Phoenix would ultimately win, but that's... The story, this was Draymond. Uh, he was uh, thrown out of the game with a flagrant two, and we are awaiting word from the NBA today. We have phone calls out to everyone and awaiting further word on whether or not there will be a suspension. Certainly one should be expected. Uh, let us hear uh, from overnight here. It wasn't my intention um, to make that, that contact, any contact at all, really. Like I said, I was spinning away and trying to sell the file. Unfortunately, bad luck. Um, trying to draw a foul and I made contact with him. I'll be the first to tell you anytime I intend to do something, um, anytime something was wrong, the, the turnout was wrong, but that wasn't my intention. Okay, so that's what he said. Again, he has been suspended many times before, including, as you see, just last month. He got the five-game suspension for that incident where he had Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Uh, this was just his sixth game back 
after that. And, and so Jay Williams has been with us all morning long. And again, we are awaiting any word from the league and we'll continue covering this as there is any further information. We've talked a great deal about it, but in case you're just getting up with us for the folks who've not heard, let's go through all of it, starting with Draymond's explanation. He says that was an accident. What did it look like to you? I don't believe anything Draymond Green said at all. I mean, I, I think the action was dumb. I think it was churlish. I think it was exceptionally excessive. And it deserved, and it, it, you know, uh, flagrant two. He deserved to get ejected from the game. To me, think about the actions that we've had in the single calendar year, Green. Yep. Mm -hmm. The stomp on DeMontis Sabonis' chest in the playoffs. Yep. We got the choke out of Rudy Gobert, and now we got this. So I was strong in my stance on I thought he deserved 10 games. A lot of people disagree with me. He got five by the league overall. I think this is 15 to 20 games. Suspension because to me it, it needs to set a tone on what's no longer acceptable and also I will ask people at home that like to argue with me about this When are we going to stop being a Draymond Green apologist? When are we going to stop enabling these type of behaviors and saying hey, it's all part of the game It's fine when you listen to Draymond explain this wasn't intentional. It, it was just bad luck. Are, are we joking with ourselves? That's bad luck that your arm swings extended full hinged and swung, like that's not bad luck. He knew exactly what he was doing and he should be reprimanded for it. So we will uh, obviously have more on this. We have calls into the league. We're waiting for any further word. Jay Will will be with us and then we'll be with Stephen A and company on first take at the top of the hour. One so last thing, Grady. When more? are we Go. going to start protecting the players instead of just protecting Draymond Green? Yeah, let's say, look, you and I were both quite surprised that the suspension a month ago was only five games. You and I thought it would be more. I will be very surprised if this one isn't substantially more. The league has a lot to take into account here. We will hear from them, I'm sure, at some point today. And as soon as there is news, you will get it here. In the meantime, let me get back to my football crew for the moment. Let's switch gears. Kimberly Martin, the next game is called Hit the Gas or Pump the Brakes. For people who are saying Mike Tomlin's going to have his first losing season, you hit the gas or you pump the brakes? Oh, this pains me to say, Greeny. I'm going to say hit the gas, not because of Mike Tomlin, but because of this locker room. Unfortunately, ego seems to be rampant in this locker room. And what's, the players are going to cost their head coach his first losing season, and it's a shame. Next, if people are saying Tommy DeVito, who, by the way, is the Offensive NF Player of the Week, NF Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito, <laughs> NFC Offensive Player of the Week. If people are saying he should just be their quarterback from now on, hit the gas or pump the brakes. Okay, I'm going to say pump the brakes, not because I don't want to see Tommy DeVito actually be the quarterback, but my question is, they just paid Daniel Jones. Like, where is he, where is he going? Where are you going to put Daniel Jones? That's really it. It's the fact that Daniel Jones is injured and he's going to come back. That's the only reason I see Danny being the starter going forward. By the way, Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson this weekend. Great day for players the of the week. Uh, let's go to the NFC. If someone says that conference is a two-horse race, oh. Niners, Cowboys, and that's it. Hit the gas or pump the brakes? Pump the brakes, Greeny. Did, did, did the Eagles fall off the face of the earth? Where, where are they? Again, I said it earlier. I'm old enough to remember people talking about Jalen Hurts as the ultimate closer and this team having one of the best rosters. I think this has been a bad stretch, not a bad time for the Eagles. Put them in there. Are, are the Eagles still, after these last two weeks, in which they've really been manhandled by the yeah. Niners and the Cowboys, Hawk, are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yes, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. To Kimberly's point, we've been here all season. <laughs> all of a sudden, are they not one of the most talented rosters in the league? They did beat the Cowboys the first time. I know we have recency bias in the we think the sky is falling down. Do they have identity issues on offense? Absolutely. Do they have to figure out their defense and where all those holes are coming from? For sure. But this has been who they've been all season, and they've won in spite of that because of who they have 
in that locker room. And I think that's a good thing because they are battle-tested. They built that perseverance and they know how to win close games against good teams. You talked earlier about the, the, the point differential versus the Cowboys and the 49ers and right. them. Yep. They've played a harder schedule. We've talked Absolutely. all season about the Cowboys' cupcake schedule. So, yes, they're going to have a bigger point differential in their wins. It is, however, substantial. The Cowboys and the Eagles have the same record. The Cowboys have outscored their opposition by 188 points. The Eagles have outscored theirs by 21 points. It's a substantial difference. The schedules do flip, though, now. Mm-hmm. The Eagles yep. have a much easier ride yep. the rest of the way. Neek? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's absurd to say the defending NFC champs don't have a chance. But they have come back to the pack. Last year was obvious. They were the best team, it seemed like, in all of football last year, and it was pretty clear. Now they're in the pack, and the problem with these close games is you can't control the luck and the bounces of it. So, yes, Jalen Hurts can be a great closer, and this team can be super talented, but I find it hard to imagine that they're going to win three close games in a row uh, in the playoffs against the best in the NFL. Look at the great note there from Hembo. The Eagles have played the hardest schedule in the NFL. The Cowboys have played the third easiest. A reminder, the Cowboys have tough games coming up. They've got Buffalo, they've got Baltimore, and they've got um, one more very challenging game. jumping out of my head what it is. Miami. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of games against good teams here. Jeff. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you look at last year and this year, and we just talked about they weren't the runaway team they were last year, right? They've got a play differential offensive as a minus 75. That means they played basically a game and a half extra on defense. So their defense is fatigued, and they've played some really good offenses, right, and tried to stop them. Their offense, they've had a plus 41 explosive plays last year. They got plus one this year. So both sides of the ball didn't get it done. They're not running the ball as well this year. So there's some areas that they can improve. But let me tell you, they got four get-right games. And Dallas just had their get-right games. They lost to the Eagles one time, and they beat the Eagles one time, right? Division opponents, you expect that kind of thing. But if, if the Eagles get their stuff right over the next four, they will be trending in those bigger numbers, right? 80-point differential, whatever it is, because they should put these teams away. I think the issue is we find the last two games in San Fran and Dallas, and we put an indictment on the Eagles. They haven't played as well. They're still won 10 games with the hardest schedule in the league. Is the NFC at the end of the day, though? I'll give you a last unofficial. You're not going to get me to say 49ers pump invitational. The, is it the San Francisco <laughs> Invitational? Pump the gas, or, or what is it? Hit the gas, pump the brakes. Yeah, I'm going to say hit the gas. Yeah, because you're right. preseason, Jeffrey, want to hear this genius? You know, my genius is genius that yes. isn't appreciated. We'll never moment, be but fully you guys appreciated, will see it. yeah. Preseason, my Super Bowl teams, Baltimore, 49ers. Mm. Solid. Good right now. Good right now. Right now, one seeds uh, possibility on both sides. Okay, we've got a lot more football to do, but right now, are you hungry at all? Yeah. Oh, oh, breakfast. I can go. I can get pancakes. Yeah. Let's pancakes get it. is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're gonna get this thing right. started. Oh, we're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. We are back! Can we do one more thing? Oh. All right, here we oh, go. Yeah. It is everybody's favorite. Oh, yeah. Hey, Hawk, welcome. Let's go. See you, Hawk. It's Hawk, Saturday. You ready? 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 it up. Hey, we're going to Packerland. My man Kraft, we're going to show this up on the first Saturday down. I want you to watch 
the screen, get behind it, run your pads, and look, caught him a little man. Oh. And took him a little man. He found him. He took him, took him to the sideline, fit and finish, put him down on the ground. And listen, you can't see it, but when he gets up, he's talking trash to him. He's letting him know, yeah. hey, hey, took care of my business, put him out there. You got him like it. It's one because a lot of little man on little man action. Not great, not great. But we give him one pancake to start this thing out. Now here we go. Hey, Glowinski. Check it out in Giants land. Here we go. Flip them around. Now we're going right here. We get them in oh. motion. Go get somebody. The whole oh. side of the, of the defensive line gets what? The better vision right here, right here. Come get it. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody's down. Everybody's getting taken out. You got to love it. When you put a sixth O-lineman in the game, things get better. They get more physical. They get a lot more fun. We put people down. That's two pancakes on the last time. And here we go to finish this thing, y'all. Excellent. Tyler Smith. You talk about, I'm just going to give you a pre, receive it. Because look at this man. Take that dude. This is one-on-one action. This is a, ain't nobody helping. This is, I caught you up on the pads. I am taking you back, and I am going to finish you. You talk about the Cowboys' attitude changing. Let me tell you what that does right there. That is some nastiness. That man is taking a grown man, putting him and putting him on his back and staying on top. That's what I'm talking. Did about. Did you just yell holding? Yeah, you got him wrapped. This is a damn tackle. Am I? We don't call that trash, bro. It's like offside. We don't complain about all that. Do we have a bonus pancake today? We might have a bonus pancake. We have a bonus. My man Swaggo. And we got a defense. Yeah, good one. Oh, oh, my goodness. All right, so listen. Sometimes the little guys get caught, okay? Get in there. And he made the tag. And made the play. Listen, oh, this is as way. nasty as it gets. Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you what he said. Uh, when he got hit right here on the side, hey, chin strap unbuckle, he got up. One, one you know, Helmet's facing this way. Eyes facing this way. That was nasty. Well, let me get a defensive guy. What, 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 okay, what, what must he say? Give me a receiving. Receiving. <laughs> Ran through that. Yeah. And made the tag. That is a pancake. They should all be like that. Revenge. So is good. Like pancakes. Best served up sweet. Coming up, are we approaching the end of the Bill Belichick era? He has been asked about his future this morning. You will hear what he said coming up in a moment. But first, Neek, stand up. We got a question for you. I know he's cleaning up already. But we got to do the question. Here we go. Who is the winningest quarterback in NFL history? Who was drafted in the seventh round? We can't see the question. question oh, All right, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy drafted in the seventh round. Okay. Who's the winningest quarterback in NFL history? Who was a seventh round pick? Brady was six, right? The answer is next. Be him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Seventh round quarterback, winningest quarterback. I like it. We got some thought. We got some thought. They had like forty-seven rounds back in the day. Didn't they? <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
All right, here we go. Brock Purdy was drafted in the seventh round. I'll remind everyone there used to be a lot more than seven rounds in the NFL draft. The question is this. Who is the winningest quarterback in NFL history who was a seventh-round pick? All right, I had a hard time with this one, but because I'm a man of integrity, I will let you know that I got a text from a friend. So I'm balancing between Fitzpatrick and Gus Barat. Let's go with my original pick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Gus Barat is second. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No Googling. Yeah. Just dunking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's <laughs> Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> Way to go, Tyler. <laughs> Hambo, it's uh, upset. The, the, the answers are actually very interesting. <laughs> it's help. It's help. <laughs> the, the, the correct answer is Ryan Fitzpatrick, followed by Gus Farad, Matt Castle, yeah. Pat Hayden, Brock Purdy, Trevor Simeon. A lot of good seventh-round quarterbacks. Okay, next order of business. Despite the Patriots' win over the Steelers last Thursday, New England is 3-10. It's by far the worst winning percentage of Bill Belichick's coaching career. He was asked about his future this morning after new reports have emerged yesterday. Here's all he was willing to say. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. Okay, so uh, he's getting ready for Kansas City, and that was probably a very predictable way for him to respond to those questions. The reports coming out of Boston yesterday that we have not confirmed are that Belichick and the Patriots have already had conversations about his future being no longer being the coach next year. That is not confirmed by us, but that's what was out there, so you have the context of why the questions are being asked. Let's just go around the group here. Kmart is my insider. What is your expectation? So, you know what's funny? I was in Cincinnati um, covering a game, and pregame, I saw on the screen, Rich Eisen, NFL Network, was sitting down with Robert Kraft. They were in Germany. Mm -hmm. And Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, was talking about how important winning in Germany was. And he was saying... This has been a really disappointing season, but today is a reset. These international games are huge. It's it's the next best thing to the Super Bowl, like a bigger stage. And watching that interview, I had a thought like, man, like they better win today because Robert Kraft is literally talking about the pride that he has in this organization and how they have fallen short. And the Patriots went on to lose to the Colts, I believe. Yeah. And, and I think they didn't score, right? What, what was the score? Like and it was, seven it was or an, something it like that? It was a yeah. very ugly yeah. game. Ugly and, game. And I, and I just remember that moment watching that interview because it felt different. Like it felt – and I'm shocked. I've, I've said, you know, Belichick, he didn't just forget how to coach. I think the issue has been personnel, has been draft picks. Find somebody else to pick the players, let yes. Bill coach. He didn't just – like this is one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, I, I, it, it would be a sad thing to Quickly, this, the final score of that game was 10-6. The Patriots did not score a touchdown. They yeah. kicked two field goals. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it, listen, when, when you're talking about Bill Belichick, I, I, if I'm Robert Kraft, if he, if he would take a role at just as a coach and bring in a general manager and not try to run the entire organization – uh, I, I would stick. I would keep him around. I mean, this guy has been an incredible football coach. He has done a tremendous. They got 
it's hard to win the NFL with a with not a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when, and and listen, part of that is Belichick's fault, right? The coaching staff they gave him in year 2 when McDaniel's left, that's on him as well, right? He's made some decisions that have brought this on himself. It's just it is a it is a painful watch for a guy who's been as successful as he has. I, I'm with you. I, I think that like, you know, this is an exclusive situation that is not typical in, in head coaches. He's the best coach ever. Right. You don't run him off. That's just my opinion. I think you remove general manager duties right. because their problem isn't the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joes. Yeah. That being said, as someone who was in that Patriots locker room for even a little bit of time, that goes against everything that Bill Belichick yeah. stands for. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I don't care what round you were drafted in. I don't care what you've done previously. What have you done now? And do you give us the best chance to be successful? Mm-hmm. And in that vein, yeah. I think it's it. unrealistic to expect Bill Belichick to hand over um, uh, personnel responsibility. That's fair. So that means that he might be out. But to your point, he hasn't forgotten how to coach. That defense is really, yeah. really good. Yes. Yes. So it, it's going to be nice for someone else to pick him up. Yes. But there's also a possibility that the time that you've spent there is like you've gone stale. Listen. I don't see it that way. Yeah. I wouldn't move on him from him because the way that this defense is playing. But let, let, me, let me say this about Bill Belichick, too. I, yeah, so I had him at the Pro Bowl as a coach. This is one of the few coaches I can say this, and I, I mean this all. He could coach any position in football. There are not many who could do it. When I tell you any, he could coach O-line, D-line, receiver, like this dude gets ball Mm -hmm. better than anybody I've been around. He is a savant at the game. And so that much coaching experience and success doesn't just fade away. But again, he he has brought it up. It doesn't seem like the game has passed him by. I think sometimes for people who've been around for a long time and a lot of success, you can say, oh, well, the game is passing by. It doesn't seem like the game is passing by. It seems like there are other issues within the coaching staff and within the roster development. So those are also issues that come with it. So do you think that his coaching ability outweighs all those other problems? I would have a hard time from moving on from somebody who won me six of the big ones, but hey. I understand. I think it is almost impossible to fathom the relationship change you would be asking him to accept if you said to him, well, from now on, we're going to bring someone else in who has the say in personnel. Not that this is a perfect analogy, but imagine telling your wife, well, from now on, I'm bringing someone else in, and she's going to do some of the stuff that we usually do together. Like, that's just that's just not going to go. Well, which part of the stuff? It also depends on where you find. I think it is that. I, I knew I was going to regret making that analogy. <laughs> Just saying, you never know. I, I think the point is, I believe that, that Bill Belichick will be the head coach uh, and the person in charge of the football operations somewhere yeah. next wow. year. And if it isn't New England, then there will be another team out there. They should be lined up oh, down yeah. the block they will be. to try yes. and, and get Bill Belichick in there. And there are going to be half a dozen places where that will be an option. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, but... It's not only a personnel decision. It seems like it's also some of the coaching decisions. And there are are people in that organization who have had success, and there are people in that organization who seem like they've been protected by the success that they've had. So we'll see what happens when he goes somewhere else. And I also don't – it's going to be understated, the effect that this is going to have on the Patriots. I'm talking about Bill Belichick controls every piece of that building. What you eat, the interviews you do in media. When I signed there, I was fresh off of graduating from Columbia with my master's. I got more interview requests than I'd ever had. I couldn't do a single interview because Bill Belichick said no. Oh, so that's yeah. why. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's why it. it took me so long to get here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are delighted to have you, man. Great work today. Yes, sir. Good to have you in here. It's been an unbelievable morning. Again, we're waiting on any word on the Draymond thing, and as soon as there is any, you will get it immediately. In the meantime, a reminder, our next 30 for 30 is Minister of Defense. Mm. It so premieres good. tonight, 9 Eastern. I saw you at the so preview. So good. You loved I, it, right? Yes, I loved it. The film Please is watch. great. Oh, it, it's all about the great Reggie White 
features his son Jeremy. It'll be available on ESPN Plus immediately following the premiere, but you'll see it tonight, 9 Eastern on ESPN. As I mentioned, first take is coming up top of the hour here. How long should we expect Draymond's suspension to be? Stephen A. will react with Molly and Jay Will and Mad Dog and more top of the hour here on ESPN. All right, the NCAA Women's Volleyball Semifinals tomorrow night on ESPN and the at Pittsburgh, Nebraska, 7 Eastern. Then Texas, the defending champs, taking on Wisconsin. The winners will play for the national championship Sunday, 3 Eastern on ABC. Uh, before we send it over to first take, again, another reminder, the overwhelming story of the night. But perhaps while you were sleeping, Draymond Green involved in this moment with Yusuf Nurkic of the Suns in a game that Phoenix would go on to win. Draymond ejected there with a flagrant two. This just a month removed from his five-game suspension. Uh, six games after he returned from that, after the Rudy Gobert incident, we see this happened. Uh, and so, again, we are waiting to hear from Stephen A. and Mad Dog and everyone else uh, who will react on first take. We've talked about it a great deal here this morning. I know, Meek, one of the things you're concerned about is just that there is some precedent that will be set here, perhaps, and that some um, some rules are followed. Yeah, I mean, I just I just like process. You keep showing this video, and, it, and it's hard for me to make an argument uh, <laughs> other than throw the book at him. But I do think that players should understand that whatever they allow the league to do now is then the precedent. When someone else throws a punch, whether it is you deem it intentional or not, then the league will be expected to do a similar punishment to what they're doing to Draymond Green, especially if the, the person has a history that Draymond obviously has. Yeah, second one in six days and three in 30 days or whatever. That, yeah. 31 yeah. days. It's a, it's a little much. Jeff it's, just want to fight. Jeff wants to fight. I do. Yeah. I, I'm just Jeff is mad he can't has. do this. Anyway, <laughs> we are out of time here. As soon as there was word from the NBA, you will get it immediately. The conversation continues on first take now. Bye. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.